Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Rants and Revelations. My name is Michelle at Monterly Michelle. And I'm Dana, aka it's Dana B. And guys, this is episode. Oh crap, is it 12? <laughs> 14, sis. What? Are you sure? <laughs> I'm 100% positive. Episode 14. You were shook. <laughs> Listen. Shookington. And we are glad to be talking to you guys as per usual. Dana, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty decent. I just had dinner. I had two glasses of wine. Um, so I'm feeling pretty decent. I'm good. I'm chilling. Awesome. Well, it was great that I asked you that question too, because I feel like it literally flows into our episode for today. But anyway... Wait, how are you feeling today? Oh, thank you for asking. <laughs> I am feeling okay. There's been a lot that's happened today. Nothing like great, like bad, but just a lot of different things that happened. And I mm-hmm. had to take a nap today. It was one of those days where I was like, mm-hmm. I just have to lean into what my body is telling me. And my body is telling me to take a nap. Alrighty, guys. So per usual, we're going to kick it off with our strawberries and lemons. And today's a good one. Well, I feel like every episode we have a good strawberries and lemons. Mm -hmm. But I'm particularly excited because I feel like I'm bringing back my childhood because we're going to talk about how Netflix got all the hits, all the black 90s and early 2000 sitcoms on Netflix. That was so exciting. When I saw that post on Facebook, I was like, what? What? Like, they came through with a good, like, there are a few more I would like to add, and maybe they will, but I'm grateful for the few that they, not the few, the good set that they gave, because it's a strong set of shows. And if it's, if it's like, because I know some of them may be like, I believe some of the episodes, I mean, some of the seasons, not all of them will be included. But if most of them are like all of the seasons, listen. I'm good. I'm okay? good. <laughs> Especially because we know that um, based on what the CDC has been saying and other health experts, in the fall, there may be another big wave of coronavirus cases. So that will be the time where a lot of states will seriously buckle down on shelter in place orders. When I tell you I'm not going anywhere so I can catch up, B I N G E. Binging those shows. Okay. Binging. Oh, gosh. So shout out to Jasmine B. Knowing. She is some part of editorials at Netflix. Also, my Spellman sister, I just found that out. And she plays a big role of strong black lead, which is the organization or the department that just does a good job of bringing black films and black shows onto Netflix. So I was super psyched when I found out that Jasmine Lawson is a Spellman grad. Shout out to you, sis. I see why your Twitter name is Jasmine Be Knowing, because you really be knowing. As of August 1st, Moesha is going to be on Netflix. The game seasons one through three, they're going to be on in August 15th. And even though I think the game had six seasons, but honestly, a lot of people stopped after season three. So we're good with that. Right. Like when they like turned it into like a 
no audience and it got to BET and it felt like the lighting changed. It was like Derwin and what's, what is this? It don't count. Right. We're so good with seasons one through three. Sister, sisters coming September 1st. My girlfriends is coming September 11th. And a lot of people are like, man, why do we have to wait until September 11th? And Jasmine tweeted, they specifically picked that date because September 11th, 2020 will mark the 20th anniversary since the pilot episode of Girlfriends. So that's awesome. very exciting. Yeah. Um, and then the Parkers. Yes, me too, I love because the Parkers I love on October 1st. Older shows. Half half I just love them. I prefer as them As well as one-on-one. And those are just now, the sitcoms. To be honest. Not even the movies. Girl. I'm teasing. I'm pressed. Exactly. Exactly. The representation was great. The storylines were good. The uh, just the learning that comes from it. All of the woke episode. I would love when the show does a woke episode because it feels real intentional. Yes. <laughs> yes. Real intentional. Absolutely. So, yes. okay. I know you mentioned there were a couple others that you are looking forward to seeing if they decide to add more. I already know which ones I'm looking forward to. What are yours? Uh, first one, my wife and kids. Yes. Oh my gosh, me too. Yes. I live for a good Michael Kyle. Eh, 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 eh. Net. <laughs> and when he was slapped the back of Junior's head, uh, it's just <laughs> just golden. I golden. live for my wife and kids. My wife and kids. So yes, Michael Kyle, he's the best thing ever. But also, um, when Tony came on in the later seasons. Oh my gosh. I love Tony. I loved Tony. I love the awkwardness of him. I, he was just like <laughs> hilarious. Yo, my wife and kids, like, if they add that, I will not leave my house. I love, love that show. I actually wasn't always a big fan of, um, What's the other Wayans Brothers with Pops? Oh, the Wayne Show. Okay. Wayne Brothers Show, yeah. Yeah, so I wasn't like, a, I watched it, but it wasn't my favorite. But my wife and kids? I That's was another one that was on my list. I love yeah. the Wayans Brothers. Another one that I love, Jamie Foxx Show. What? Oh, yeah. What? Jamie Foxx Show? Classic. Like... I forgot about the Jamie Foxx show. Love. Wow. So my top two were um, my wife and kids and Martin. Okay, yeah. They're gonna have they will have to fight for Martin because I feel like Martin is just like that syndication. I think it's on BET. And I think BET oh. is like gonna probably hold grasp onto <laughs> it because I'm sure it's a strong piece of yeah. the um the show, the TV lineup. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know Martin was on um, BET, but I may look into that because I really do love Martin. And if um, Living Single wasn't on Hulu, I would be fighting for Living Single because that's literally top two. Love yes. Living Single. Yes. A Different World is a good one, too. Oh, top three. Top three. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they really used to have all the good options back then. That's crazy. Oh. I am so glad that we were at least born within the era where we were able to enjoy it. 
running you know, after school to go watch stuff. Running. Running. Okay. Like, and it feels really good because like while this new generation can definitely, well, now's their chance if they want to catch up and watch and see, it feels even more like nostalgic and feels good to know that you were like growing up during that time. So when you see the outfits and the lingo and all that stuff, it makes you feel like you're going back in the day. Like, I love it. Yes. Yes. And you know, I'm particularly excited for girlfriends because I think I enjoyed watching when I was younger, but I really didn't have a clue. I couldn't relate to their scenarios. It was just black people on TV. I enjoyed watching it. But Mm -hmm. now being an adult, like watching it when they're living out their lives as an adult, I feel like there's a different level of appreciation. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, because they're very grown. They had like grown issues. And although they were dealing with, you know, regular things like friendship issues and relationships and workplace and stuff like that, it just still always felt grown. Yes. And now it's like, that's my life now. So what can I learn from girlfriends to put into practice? Okay, so before we move on, I do have one question. Can you think of any contemporary shows where 20 years from now, if they were to do... Um, a reboot of it or not even a reboot if they were just to bring it back and stream those shows again where you would be like oh my gosh I remember and just be as excited about that show as you are about these past shows Ooh, that's That's hard rough yeah I can't um mm. I don't even know, like, the one thing that comes to mind is Insecure, but will I be like, and of course Insecure is on HBO, so it's like, kind of limited anyway, but will I be like, ooh, Insecure, like, how I am with, like, oh, my wife and kids, I, mm, not really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm pretty sure that will be our responses for the rest of them, so I'm just gonna run down through the entire list, and at the end, if any one in particular stuck out to you, we can discuss. Gotcha. Okay, so on the list includes Power, Black Lightning, Dear White People, Grownish, Queen Sugar, The Shy, Claws, She's Gotta Have It, which we already know that's a reboot of the original. I think it was a film by Spike Lee, mm-hmm. Greenleaf, and Snowfall. Mm. So I'll go first. Uh, I really liked Greenleaf, even though at first I was set. I'm not watching it because I thought they were going to show the black church in a very negative light, but it provided a lot of good, fruitful conversations for me and my circle. So I do appreciate Greenleaf, but again, I don't know if I'll have that level of excitement, but I wouldn't be against watch rewatching it um, at all. Um, She's got to have it. Uh, There were some episodes I loved and other episodes I didn't care for. I did not make it through season two, but season one was much more enjoyable for me. And Queen Sugar. I love, love, love Queen Sugar. Um, So maybe 20 years from now, I would be excited about that. But right now, I feel like I'll just be like, oh, cool. I remember when I used to watch this. Gotcha. I mean, for me, I feel I, like you said, there are shows on that list that I enjoy watching. I enjoy Greenleaf. Kind of sad that it's ending this season, Um, but I enjoy watching Greenleaf. I enjoy Black Lightning because I like watching DC superhero shows. I'm that girl. So I like watching it. I enjoy it, but parts of the season, I'm just like, what's going on? I'd be feeling so lost. Um, 
Power. I enjoyed Power. I didn't even like watch the last season of Power, but Power is a good and nicely developed show. It's a lot. It's real heavy, but it was nicely developed. But none of those shows on the list for me. And I watched like one episode of Snowfall and I fell asleep. Um, not because the show was bad, but just because it just wasn't a good time for me and I never got back into it. Yeah. <laughs> what about Dear White People? That's a show that a lot of my peers just absolutely love it. They just raving reviews. And I watched it because I wanted to know what my peers were talking about. But it wasn't ever my thing. I was never pressed about it. And I honestly don't think I even finished it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I finished it either. Um, it just, it's a, it's quirky. The way they present the show is very quirky. It's different. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't feel timeless though. And that's what I was going to say. All of the other shows, like while they are set in the early, like nineties, early two thousands, you can tell it was a different time period. All of like the storyline and just everything just felt really timeless. So, mm, yeah, mm-mm. I'm gonna stick to the list that they like strong back black leads gave us and the few that we added. Yep. I'm gonna stick to that and I'll, they could catch me again in another 20 years when they probably take it off of Netflix from us and when they put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. I definitely can relate. So what are your strawberries and lemons about strong back black lead and these wonderful shows that are making a comeback? strawberries oh my gosh it gives us a chance for us to kind of go back in time and I love that aspect these shows were like funny like actually funny actors and actresses were good it felt real and I love just nostalgia I love like talking about things that's happened in the past the good times so I just enjoy that so it's so great that strong back black leads really like focused on making sure that they had a very strong lineup to it wasn't like oh we're just bringing you Moesha like they have a list and I really like that so it gives me good options so that's a that's like the strawberry for me is the fact that this is actually happening (laughs) and then the lemon for me is that I gotta wait like the girlfriends one makes sense everybody else like it would have been nice if it was like one big boom so I could feel overwhelmed and jump from show to show or be like you know what no I want to watch the whole show and then go to another one like you know but maybe they did it that way so they can see and track which shows like if everyone's watching it from start to finish maybe it was more strategic in that way but still (laughs) your face looks stank (laughs) yeah And another strawberry is that uh, these actors and actresses are getting paid. So now it's like based off of the, yeah. So it's good for, it's awesome for them to continue getting paid. Because I know some of them may have gotten pulled from like syndication, child, the VHSs and the stuff like that, which is collecting dust. And now it's able to come back and they're able to get that residual income. Oh, one more thing. Did you watch the actual video when they got like all of them back to like, speak about like all of the actresses and actors to speak about like the it was I was like are you kidding me and y'all did that too really I'm not being very dramatic but I love old TV (laughs) you are so funny but yes I get it girl because I was watching it smiling so hard like it's my little baby who grew up yes (laughs) cheesing cheesing it was great yeah what about you I will say that my strawberry is the fact that we get to watch this together I feel like it's almost 
bridging generations together because when we were watching it we were children so the generation above us can appreciate it we can appreciate it now because we're adults and the generation after us can appreciate it because it's like this is what I used to watch back in the day oh wait this is pretty cool so I think it does a good job of linking three generations and that's very exciting to me that's awesome I'm gonna need this younger generation to make sure that they appreciate it as far as lemons there are none (laughs) i'm excited this is all good i appreciate the work that netflix has done with their team and the other uh teams from the different shows like i'm just very excited that they were able to work together figure out the licensing and just give this to us it almost feels like a gift so there's no lemon for me got it got it well thank you again strong black leads uh, you know, I will continue to pay Netflix. And Jasmine B. Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> and Jasmine B. Nolan. Greatly appreciated for sure. All right, you guys. So we're going to go ahead and just transition right on into Z-Rant of Z-Day. <laughs> Very French. I like it. Oh, Z-Rant of Z-Day? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about mental health and therapy. So off rip, I just want to give a disclaimer. I don't think we'll be giving any advice or anything, but as always, we are not licensed therapists. We are only sharing the opinions of our own. So if we say something, this is just something that we personally feel. It's how we feel like, and it's applied to ourselves. We may give resources here and there, but just keep that in mind that we're just speaking from the heart and kind of sharing about how we feel about those topics, essentially. All right, Dana, how do you feel like your mental health has been this year? Ooh, you came out the gate swinging, sister. Yes, yes. Uh, I will say that my mental health has been a roller coaster. So sometimes I'm good, I'm excited, I'm grateful. I'm in a place of just, you know, just taking advantage of the global pause that we're all experiencing. I'm journaling, drinking my tea, lighting candles. It's great. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then other times it's I've been uh, I cry for no reason. Um, mm. I've been really speechless where I remember in June like maybe for two, three weeks straight, people would reach out to me like, hey, if you ever want to talk, I'm here. You know, like, I just want you to know I'm doing the work with my family to educate them on everything that went on with the George Floyd case and how we can avoid situations. And it was great. I love that, you know, different people reaching out to me about that. But I didn't have the words. I didn't have the emotions, the tact to handle such a delicate matter I felt very I was full of emotion but I didn't have the words to communicate that so that weighed on me very heavily so it went from January and February to all the hope in the world excited 2020 is my year I'm traveling I'm knocking out goals I'm doing this this and that went on my family trip in March And after that, it was a wrap, locked in the house, got to wear a mask everywhere, can't go outside, can't do nothing, can't go into the office. And after a few days of sleeping in, for me, sleeping in is like waking up at seven or eight. 
after that, I was like, okay, what else now? Mm, that's good that you mentioned that. I was going to actually ask you that question because I was watching somebody's video and they were essentially sharing how, so they kind of suffer with um, some depression and anxiety, but um, they suffer with it. But towards the end of last year, they were on a high, like in terms of like actually getting out of their comfort zone, actually planning, traveling and planning for um, like different things that they can do to put themselves out there traveling. And they had a whole plan for 2020 about how they were going to get out and just do things and be very productive and just shake their life up. And like many of us told 2020 came about basically. And they had to really be intentional about their mental health because it was kind of disappointing to have all of those plans and everything sketched out and for it to be like, nope, you're staying home. You can't do anything. Right. So do right. you feel like you really had to adjust yourself mentally for um, this, like your mental health this year? Because you are a travel bug. Like you're always on the go. Like you're known as that girl. So did you feel like not being able to travel as much, like really put a toll on you or took a toll on you? Or do you feel like you were able to just kind of accept it and then kind of move on from there? I think for me, I've been able to accept it because I got one international trip out of the way before this whole thing. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Same. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> right. If I wasn't able to do anything, I really think it would have. this would have been a whole different year for me. But I got one international trip out of the way. That was my first trip to South America. So I checked something off my international a bucket list. So that made me okay to deal with it. And then I had other areas in my life I needed to focus on and still need to focus on. So I was like, okay, you may not be able to travel right now, but let's take advantage again of this global pause. Let's reset, you know, put yourself in a, in a better position for next year or the following year. And then we'll go from there. Gotcha. What about you? How do you feel mentally when it comes to 2020? What has that looked like for you? Oh, man. How, does, how has it been for me mentally? It's definitely been a lot, especially because I have a lot of hormonal things happening all at the same time. Yep. <laughs> so it's definitely been a strong, like, I wouldn't say a battle, but it's definitely been strong, you know, or it's hit me that mental health is a thing. Like, it's a whole thing. Absolutely. And not saying that I didn't take it serious before anything. I've, you know, I've always known that it was something that was serious, but when so many things happen back to back and you have no choice, but to figure out how to process it, it becomes difficult if you don't have anything kind of in place to help you process it. So whether it is stepping away from social media, like I have not been as active on social at all this year, like at all, like I posted a birthday picture. I posted about ransom revelations. I posted I was pregnant. That was so <laughs> like I have not been as active <laughs> at all. And I just knew there were certain things that I was going to have to do to really help myself mentally in terms in terms of processing everything that has gone down this year. And one of it was to pull away from social and to really be intentional about spending time with myself and understanding like my own like goals and uh, being intentional about like the baby and just different things like that, like family. So it's definitely been 
a pretty heavy year mentally. So for example, I know like one thing for me was when it came to figuring out myself like as an adult, just adulthood and just different things that happen, whether it comes to your career, whether it comes to your um, relationship or whatever it may be, family, friends, expectations, just a bunch of stuff like that. You know, it can definitely take a toll on your mental health. And I have had experiences in the past where I was frustrated. I did feel like confused. I felt like what's going on in my life. Um, I wouldn't say it got like completely, completely dark, but it were, there were times where I was like, oh my gosh, like, like you said, crying, just like really trying to understand like what's going on, you know? And I think that's where for me, especially prayer and just spending time with God definitely steps in, uh, and helps a hundred percent. But I have experienced times where my mental health wasn't necessarily the best, whether I was just on autopilot, whether I, you know, had expectations and didn't meet them or whatever it may be. Uh, but yeah, so I just wanted to mention that too. Mental health is definitely, like you said, like a roller coaster. Honestly, it makes sense because so much has happened in 2020. If we were to just do a laundry list, we'd be here forever. Okay. Girl. Like, okay. So of course we have a global pandemic. One. Right? We, we all know that because we're living it. We're experiencing it. We all watch George Floyd. Basically, we all watch his murder on live television. Two. In the midst of a global pandemic where tons of people are dying all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have two pandemics. You have a health crisis and then we have a racial crisis, right? We're dealing with this head on and people who just were not, it wasn't in their world. It's now looking at them head on and they have to deal with it. Are they going to fight racism? Or are they going to continue to brush it under the rug as though it's not a real thing? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, Senator Elizabeth Warren, she dropped out of the presidential race. Bernie Sanders, he decided he wasn't going to run anymore. Then we have, uh, what's his name? Harvey Weinstein. Mm -hmm. He's basically convicted for rape. Then we have Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. They say they're no longer going to be part of royalty in Buckingham Palace. They cleared it. When I tell you they Cleared packed their it. bags and they left? What else happened? So much happened. I'm trying to think. We have Pizzagate going on. There's rumors that Amazon and Wayfair are selling children for thousands of dollars on the internet. Now, all of a sudden, the this footage from 2015 showing UFOs in outer space, it's being released. What about the murder hornets that came out for like a week? What was that about? This is why I was speechless. Like, what? What is going on? Heavy. Heavy. Like, what is happening? And why is it all happening now? <laughs> right. How can we forget Kobe and Gigi Bryant, along with seven other people, died oh. in a helicopter crash in January? It still doesn't feel real to me. I didn't even remember that one because it feels so like I feel so detached because it still does not even Girl. feel real to me in the first place. Like whenever like me and Brandon like bring it up, we're like, yo, bro, Kobe died this year. And we're like, nah, nah, like, nah, not there. We, I have not. It, it's so wh what? What? 
What else happened this year? The UK decided that it's no longer going to be a part of the European Union. So Brexit actually happened. Brexit, the girl, they Brexited it. <laughs> so much has happened. Like, <laughs> this one is funny. Remember when we were all mad that Jessica from Love is Blind let her dog drink from her wine glass? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was a thing. That was a thing. Oh, J-Lo and Shakira, they were the main, they were the headliners for the Super Bowl half show. They were. I think people said they did good. They, I mean, they did good, but when we look at everything that was going on, it's like, when did this happen? Who agreed <laughs> to this? Right. That's so true. Child, I'm sure. Oh, Elon Musk and his wife were... I think that's his wife. They had a baby and used letters and symbols to name the child. Girl, that, as soon as you said that, like, I saw the letters in my head, like, A-E-X-I-I. It's just like, okay, so as if there wasn't enough going on, we can't even say your child's name. Child. So, basically, the whole point of this past two or three minutes of just thinking of everything that has happened in 2020 is that it's almost unbelievable. And I know that I was kind of like chuckling through it all, but it's almost in disbelief. Like a lot of people have lost their lives. Americans have gotten so angry about wearing a mask. In Atlanta, there was a pool party in the middle of a pandemic. It's just like, who, what is going on? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? And I feel like this, this time period, I'm sure, has been very confusing for those who haven't necessarily dealt with many mental health issues. I feel like there have been more and more people who have been saying they've contacted their job, HR, whomever, and they're like, listen, I need some mental health days. I need to step away. I feel like more companies were offering that and putting that on the table because how do you expect me to be effective at work? Absolutely. When there is so much going on that I'm processing and you want me to show up a hundred percent and I'm not feeling a hundred percent and I don't know how to process what's going on because I've never experienced so much happening to me back to back. There are people, you know, who've unfortunately experienced a lot, you know? So maybe when it comes to their mental health, they may be a little bit more prepared to process, or it may be even heavier for them because they go through so much and they have to be by themselves and they can't like, it's just, even when it came to, came to going to the doctor, like if you were used to going to the doctor or therapy or whatever, and not being able to see people in person, if that was like one of your things to really help you, help keep you going, girl, it's like, bruh. It's a lot. At the end of the day, the more of the story is, it's a lot. This is literally unprecedented times. And if I could go back to Dana Belson on December 31st, 2019, I would smack myself in the back of the head for the simple fact that I was so ill-prepared for what 2020 would bring. Ill-prepared. When I tell you when that ball dropped, I was like, yay, oh my gosh. And it's, and, and it's 2020. It's not even like a 2017. It's 2020. So you're like, vision, goals, <laughs> direction, travel. <laughs> you know, like. Girl, 2020 ran right through us. 2020 was like, mm -mm, let me let all of y'all understand what's about to go down. All right, this year is for me. 
Right. Every time we think, okay, we've gotten over this hurdle, maybe the rest of the year will be quiet and just kind of smooth sailing, even though we do have to stay at home and we do have to wear masks. 2020 was like, <laughs> there's still an election that has to happen too. So, oh my gosh, I can't. Listen. Child and President Donald Trump over here trying to change the election date. Like maybe he said, uh-uh, let me ride this off for a little bit. I don't know how this is going to work if people, you know, can't stand in line and social distance and stuff like that. Let me just get a couple of more months or another year and let's try this again in 2021. This is crazy. This man really tweeted and say, delay the election until people can properly, securely and safely vote, which if anybody else would have been like, oh, okay, like, yes, that makes sense because pandemic, right? But then because it's President Donald J. Trump, number 45, it's like, wait, <laughs> no, sir, 2020, 2021, you got to go. And it also doesn't make sense to me because he's saying that not even knowing when that will be. He does not know when this pandemic will end, how the other countries were able to come out of it and get their cases lowered. And, you know, at this point where it stands, it's still going on. So can you definitively say Donald J. Trump, President Donald J. Trump, number 45, when this will happen? Are you saying that you trying to be president until 2022? Mm -mm. I'm going to need y'all to give Joe a chance and see what happens. Because listen... <laughs> Yo, my head hurts. It's it's a lot. And this is, I need a deep breath. Like, I I feel like I need a moment to just recuperate because my head just started hurting just simply thinking of all the things we've been through in one year and we're only in August. Ooh. So when we say it's been a roller coaster with mental health. Yes. Bring it on home, Michelle. Bring it on home. It's been a roller coaster. So I think the next best question to ask is, you know, with our mental health being challenged, especially this year, do you like, how do you feel about therapy? Do you feel like you've ever considered it? Do you feel like this year made you think if you have like, yo, maybe I need to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. how do you feel about that? So I will say when I first moved from Philadelphia to Virginia Beach, I did go see a therapist, right? That's when I really started learning about mental health and how much we don't talk about it in the black community and the importance of seeing a therapist. And it's okay if you need to see a therapist. So I had just transitioned to Virginia Beach. I didn't know anyone. I've never even heard of Virginia Beach before I moved here. So I decided to go see a therapist. Um, it was okay. It was cool. Um, I don't remember what EAP stands for, but a lot of corporations offer employment assistant program. That's what it is, employment assistant program. And they'll cover about six sessions with a mental health counselor. So, child, you know me. I take advantage of every resource that comes my way. So I was like, oh, let me go see a therapist. And it was cool. Um, it didn't get too deep. Our conversations were just all right. They were just okay. She thought that I had a good head on my shoulder. She was like, you're doing great. Like, 
you know, it's great to meet you. You definitely can keep coming back. But honestly, I don't see any problem areas that we should really adjust. It seems that like you're doing pretty well for yourself. You know, keep my card if you ever want to talk or you experience something and want to go further, we can. So for the most part, it was just an opportunity for me to see like, what is therapy really about? But child, when I tell you, I just found a new therapist this year and I've been going to her. I have another session coming up and I love it. It's been so helpful in like unpacking, unpacking. It's been so helpful in unpacking, listening to someone else give me advice with no biases. Like she's not affected if I do it or don't. This is just her way for, this is just her job. But she also doesn't make me feel like it's a job. I kind of feel like she's my friend. She's a mentor and I love it. It's been so helpful. And when I started seeing her, I will say that my mental health was in a very high place. I was smiling a lot more. I was able to communicate my feelings and my thoughts a little bit better. It was just very, very therapeutic, for lack of a better word. That's so nice. That's so good. And I agree with you. I feel like before how I approached therapy like years and years ago was just kind of like, hmm, I don't necessarily feel like I need it. You know, sometimes I feel like you can't approach it that way, but you just never really know what underlying issues can be there. And I think that's kind of where I'm at, where I've, I was never that person that was like, oh, Therapy is just like useless and I don't want to tell my business to other people. I'm like, first of all, why are you nervous about telling your business to other people? I don't want to be judged, but you're going to tell your friend who's going to judge you or your friend, quote unquote friend who might judge you or or your uncle or somebody like that. When an unbiased person, like you said, can give sound advice. Anywho, uh, me personally, I have definitely, Mm -hmm. and it's so funny because I thought about that today And I was just like, it would be nice to speak to someone and just kind of unpack, like you said, unpack a lot of thoughts and things and just really understand how I can take myself to the next level. Just me, Michelle, as a person, right? Yes. So understanding more about myself, where some faults are, where I can improve, Uh, I feel like one thing that I deal with is I just really, there are times where I put myself down and I'm such a humble person that I'd be in my humble bag like all the time. And I'm not saying to gas myself up, but sometimes I just bring myself down so low instead of like really celebrating or really like being confident and things like that, just because I'm so highly critical of myself. And I want to understand where the heck did that come from? Like why? You know what I mean? So there are things like that where I just feel like it would be so good to be able to speak to someone. And I feel like it's awesome that you were able to experience therapy before. And while you, your therapist was like, girl, actually you're good. Thanks for talking. I enjoyed meeting you. (laughs) You didn't like, you didn't let that stop you in terms of like saying, oh, I didn't get anything out of it. It was like, okay, at that point in my life, you know, I took advantage of the therapy she told me I was good. You know, I was able, I was living my life, blah, blah, blah. But now I feel like I'm at a place now where it would be good for me to reconsider it and go back to it. And I think that's great that you revisited it and you're able to see and kind of talk through just the different things that you're experiencing right now. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I hear what you're saying. And if you are able to see um, a therapist, I definitely encourage you to do so. But I was talking to someone uh, last week and he made a really good point. He said, a lot of people feel as though therapy now, we look at therapy as though like you have to be sitting on the couch in the office of a therapist, kind of laying it all out there. But he made a good point that Therapy for someone may be talking to a friend, talking to a mentor or a trusted confidant. It can look like journaling. It can look like taking a day where you just, you know, relax, you do your mask, you listen, you listen to music, you light your candles. So there's different form of therapy um, and not everything works for everyone. So, of course, we or I should I shouldn't say we I definitely encourage someone if you can afford it if you have the time and you feel comfortable or want to try something new definitely seek a therapist right and the first one may not be the right fit you may have to try two or three to really find the right fit but give it a chance and if not don't beat yourself up do what works for you therapy is not about necessarily talking to someone, but coming to a place where you're at peace with yourself and you're able to navigate different circumstances without feeling bitterness, resentment, anger, or unforgiveness. And that can look different for different people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. So first of all, thank you for sharing the fact that you, you know, you have been going to therapy. I know sometimes that can be a very personal topic. And I mean, while you didn't like dive into specifics about exactly what you guys talk about, I think you sharing that you have been going will definitely help someone else who maybe has been considering it. Um, me being one of them that I've definitely oh, <laughs> been considering it for sure. And it's good to hear, not saying like, oh, well, Dana did it. So, you know, but it's like, okay, someone that I know, someone that, you know, I trust. I also want to like reiterate the point that you made that the first one may not be the best, you know, because I know sometimes we kind of have expectation walking in where it's like, oh my gosh, if it's not perfect and that person we don't mesh, then therapy is not for me. But it's like, no, that person may not be the best one for you. Uh, so it's okay to explore and find who will be the best fit because at the end of the day, you are sharing information about yourself. You are going to be diving deep into maybe some of your background, your childhood, different experiences, dark places in your time, high places in your time. So you have to be intentional about that. But yeah, I love that you that you mentioned that. So I just wanted to quickly shout out one resource in particular that I know I've looked into before. And Dana, you can share any others that you may have. But for me, I am a black woman. Okay. You, you guys are? are? Oh my gosh. What? Since when? <laughs> right. I woke up and I saw my skin and I was like, wait, so I'm black. <laughs> I love it here. Anyway. <laughs> I can't stand you. So, <laughs> because I am a Black woman, one great resource that I just wanted to mention was therapyforblackgirls.com. And it is a database, a website, obviously, but it has a database on there where you're able to search by state and filter through different therapists that are in your area, uh, therapists of color. And you can kind of look through, see who's in your area, maybe who's within your price point, who um, accepts certain types of insurance and just different things like that and kind of get a feel for it. So I would say that's a great resource 
for you to look into if you're just like, where do I start in terms of finding somebody? Like, how do I, where do I go? So therapy for black, um, yes, therapy for black girls is a great resource. And they even have a podcast called therapy for black girls. So be sure to check out that podcast. Yeah. Dr. Joy is the host for that one. And she's also a therapist. So it's great. Uh, I will say the other resource, I've been seeing a lot of ads for it on Instagram, actually. It's called BetterHelp. And it's basically a website that helps you to find a therapist and you can do virtual visits. So prior to us recording today, I just went on the website to kind of look around because I've never paid attention prior to this. Uh, But I really like their intake questionnaire. They ask you questions like your gender, your age, uh, are you religious? Are you spiritual? Do you, um, are, what's your sexual orientation? So it kind of felt very thorough in making sure that they match you with someone who you would be a really good fit for. So if you're just kind of figuring it out, of course, check out therapyforblackgirls.com, but also take a look at betterhelp.com take that questionnaire and see what suggestions they make. It might be a good idea to do betterhelp.com and then see if you can cross-reference the therapist that BetterHelp provides you with, with uh, therapy for black girls. That's good. That's a good one. Really good. All right. So girl, you know what time it is. It's time for us to revelate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you have Ooh. any revelations that stick out to you immediately? I know you do, but I got to ask. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. That felt really, I don't know. That was perfect. Um, <laughs> I will say that this episode, again, I guess my word for the day is therapeutic, was very therapeutic for me because as much as I've thought of everything that's been happening in 2020, I've never sat down and said, yo, a lot, you know what I mean? I've never like really looked at it and said, this is happening and this is happening and this is happening. Oh, and oh yeah, that and that. So it was very therapeutic to be like, yo, it's not your body freaking out. It's not that you can't handle it. Literally, we can list out over 20 significant things that have happened in the past eight months. So my revelation is that 2020 is a rough year, Um but I'm not going to let that keep me down. Like I'm still going to recreate my bucket list, try new experiences, but also just be smart and be safe as well. Taking care of myself mentally, physically, um, and even as far as my circle, reaching out to people, being consistent, and just allowing myself to take a deep breath, regroup, and forgive myself for the things I don't accomplish this year, because honestly, if we make it to see 2021, that's a testimony in and of itself. Oh, yes. Amen. That is so true. Oh, my gosh. That was a great revelation. It was it was already good. And then you just topped it off. You may have a ton of goals for yourself this year and you may not necessarily reach them. But the fact that being able, God willing, to make it to 2021, that in, in itself And maybe this whole experience is what we're supposed to learn is that, well, one, we're not in control. And two, at the end of the day, life. Life. Okay. So that was good. That was really good. I would say for me, my revelation for sure is that it's not going to be easy to process a lot of things that are happening. And what 
could work is being intentional. I love saying intentional. Oh my gosh, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> if you listen to episode 13, then you know. <laughs> but just really understanding what can serve as a trigger for you and figuring out how you can kind of step away and do good for yourself mentally. So whether that is stepping away from social, right? For me, like I mentioned earlier, that was a big thing. Social media was doing a lot to me because it was just floods and floods of just all of the negativity and all of the things that are going on. And while, you know, it's unfortunate and I want to be up to date on what's happening and be present, there was times where I had to not be present. Like I actually don't want to know, like I want to step away and just spend time really working on myself and my mental health because it can all get so heavy. And it did get heavy. We listed everything and not even everything. There's probably, you know, there's more that happened. So just making sure that you spend your time figuring out what works for you. So like Dana said, whether it is going to a licensed therapist, whether it is speaking to a friend that you know, a confidant confidant that you trust, whether it is drinking tea before you go to bed. I have been doing all of the little things that I can do while I haven't seen a therapist. I've been doing all of the little things that I could do to make sure mentally I'm still okay. You know what I mean? So just really figure out where you are and what will help and use some of these resources that we mentioned. If you feel like you are at a place, don't ever feel... Like you shouldn't see a therapist if you feel like you are at that place because you never know what you can get out of it, what you can learn, how much you can grow, even though it feels like 2020 was like a stunting year for a lot of us. uh, You never know how much you can grow by the end of the year, by December. That was really, really good, Michelle. Like, huh, child, I need now I need to go drink some tea and just woosah for real. Yes decompress. Yes, that's the word. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Rants and Revelations. We hope that as vulnerable as we were and just sharing everything that we've been thinking and feeling and going through mentally, that you have a safe space to do the same. Always feel free to DM us on Instagram. We are rantsandrevelations.tv. Follow us, slide in our DMs, and share this episode with someone else who haven't been feeling like themselves to let them know they are not alone and they are more than welcome to be a part of the R&R tribe. We love you guys. We'll catch you on another episode of Rants and Revelations. Bye, guys. Thank you so much.